Today on The Shalene Show, we're going to talk about what success actually feels like and a whole new way to think about goal setting. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene has helped thousands with her books, seminars, and online academies. She's the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Push, and a mother of two. So we're going to talk about success today. And you know that term success, it's it's a funny thing. A lot of people, when they hear the word success, they think of cars and bank accounts and white picket fences and families and children and kind of like having it all. So let me first state that success is your definition. Let me read you some definitions of success. Success is achievement, achievement of a desired result or an outcome or gaining prosperity or succeeding in reaching your goals. Some would say that happiness is the key to success. Others might argue that the definition of success is to gain fame or wealth. Success is about significance or serving others. Some might say that success is as simple as doing the best that you can with what you have every single day. Winston Churchill said success is going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. Muhammad Ali said, my strength did not come from lifting weights. My strength came from lifting myself when I was knocked down. And this quote by Ariana Huffington, success is commonly defined as money and power, but increasingly that's not enough. It's almost like a two-legged stool where you fall over if that's all that you measure your life by. And lastly, Tony Robbins, success is doing what you want, when you want, where you want, with whom you want, as much as you want. That definition right there, I have to say amen to. That, that is my personal definition of success. What I wanted you to take away from that is how many different and varied definitions of success there are. And you need your very own. What does success mean to you? What does it look like? What does it feel like? How would you define it? How would you know if you hit your mark? How would you know if the life that you were living is one that you personally could look at, like from afar as if you're watching a movie, and feel as though that was a life of success? Once you've got a rough idea, and I really do mean a rough, very general idea of what success is to you, well, then we can move forward. But for most people, they don't give it much thought other than what they think success is, which is why people will often have other people tell them that they are a great success. And they're like, that's funny. I don't feel like a success. I personally believe the biggest mistake I made in the first half of my life was knowing what I thought success looked like. And so all of my goals kind of, that's what I used. I'm like, well, that's what success looks like. So that's what I'm going to go after. And I, I really didn't think much about what success would feel like. What did I want to feel? So it might be contrary to common practice, but I want you to think about what you want to feel. Do you want to feel important? Do you want to feel significant? Do you want to feel like you're in charge of a lot of people or that people know your name? Do you want to feel famous? Do you want to feel peaceful? Do you want to feel as though you've helped a lot of people? Do you want to feel adored? Do you want to feel adored by millions or just for really special people that share your DNA? So my advice is to just stop for a moment and think about what you'd like to feel. Can I suggest that you first begin by thinking about what you don't want to feel? The truth is, there are some things I didn't know I wouldn't like the way it felt until I got there. But I think if I just spent a little bit of time and really thought about it, I would have known that to be true. Let me give you an example. 
When my daughter was like six years old, we signed her up for this children's theater group. And it was this really cool little business that someone had started. Her name was Tracy, this gal Tracy and her husband in Aliso Viejo, California. It's called Center Stage Studios. I'm, I'm actually not sure if they're still in operation, but the place was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And the kids that took acting classes here were remarkable. I mean, they're kids you see now, today, on commercials and in movies. And so Sierra very early on got bit by the acting bug. So here she is, really young, five, six, seven, eight, nine years old. And all the girls at that age, what are they watching? They're watching Disney channels. They're watching kids on kids' television programs. And she's seeing all the kids who she's surrounded by going on auditions and really wanting to become actors and actresses at their young age. And a lot of the parents are taking their kids to auditions in Hollywood because we live pretty close. And some of these kids were getting work at this very young age. And Sierra came to Brett and I and said, that's what I want. I, I want to be an actress. I want to go on these auditions. I want to get an agent. I want to be in commercials. I want to be on TV. I want to be famous. And I think what she was looking at is what she could see, right? Like that would, that would look like success. She was too young to know that those children, they aren't feeling, most of them, very happy. Yeah, you can talk to a 10 or 11-year-old kid, and if they're vivacious and precocious and they're being interviewed by Ellen, they come across as really happy and joyful and successful. But man, 90% of them, you look at them 15, 20 years later, and they're in and out of rehab and terribly un unhappy, and, and they really regret that they lost their childhood. So Brett and I were faced with that decision. What do we do? Do we, do we not follow through? Do we take her on these auditions? This is her dream. But yet she's a child. And does she really know what it is she wants? And right or wrong, we decided as parents, this is just, just our decision. Again, I'm not making a judgment call. If you've decided to do something different with your kids, we just knew the kid would probably get picked up by an agent. And, and best case scenario for most families would be our worst case scenario. Her becoming a child actress would be my worst nightmare. I, I wouldn't be able to control people criticizing her, adults judging just her look and saying, you're not right for this part, or you're too small, or you're too big, or you're too whatever. And I just knew I couldn't put my child in a position, me personally. I didn't want her to be in a position where she would have to experience those kind of things, which she couldn't even imagine right now. She was just looking at what success would look like. She wasn't really able at that young age to understand what that would feel like. But I also didn't see the point of needlessly exposing her to so much rejection, rejection just based on like who you are. I mean, that's the part she didn't understand because she was too young to understand that by the time a kid gets a role, a really great role, they've been rejected by adults just based on how you look, how you sound, how you come across. And for a child, I just don't know how they separate themselves in the role from who they are as an individual. So I just felt like I can't shield her from every failure or rejection, but I also don't have to needlessly expose her to more of it. So we made the decision for her and we just, uh, we pretended that we weren't getting the emails about upcoming auditions. And as luck would have it, very soon after that, she got disinterested in acting and got more involved in sports, which is cool. Now, the reason I shared that story with you is because I want you to think like an adult and really not just look at the positive 
sides of what it is you want in terms of success, but to really look at the dark side of it. And the dark side of it is what you're going to feel. Let's pretend hypothetically that your definition of success would be to own a giant high rise and every floor of the building was filled with your employees, people running around working on getting your product into the hands of millions. And that meant that on every floor, there were departments and department heads and and there were people in other countries and there were shipping and fulfillment and investors. And, and that's what success looks to you. And you can picture this big, beautiful building and you can picture your arms folded on the front of Success Magazine. And, and you can picture all of these things. And yeah, that would, that's what success would look like. And I can just picture myself stepping into my, my private helicopter to take me to my very relaxing spa appointment in the middle of downtown New York City. That's picturing it. But now what I want you to do is think about what would that feel like, the dark side of it. What would it feel like to have, I don't know, two, 3,000 employees, all of whom know who you are, all of whom are working 40 hours a week devoted to you and your dream, 2,000 of them, let's say, this empire that you're picturing as success, and all 2,000 of these employees have devoted Five days a week, 40 hours a week, 365 days a year to you. And they all expect you to know their name. And they all expect for you to be there. And they all have real life problems and real life dramas. And every single one of them is a human being. And things come up. And now you're responsible for all of these people. And when you've got more business and more money, you've got more problems. So what does that feel like? And, and is that what you want? Like, does that make you happy? Maybe it does. Some people are happiest when there's a mountain of stress and other things to worry about so they don't have to like really feel life. They don't really have to connect with their family members. Like, hey, workaholics, that's an addiction. That's an escape. That's an escape from really having to connect with people that's an escape from having to just sit and relax. You never have to sit and relax because you can say, I don't have the time to. It's the ideal escape. In the first half of my life as an entrepreneur, again, I just was thinking about what I wanted it to look like. And I looked at other people and their success and I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to be. I want to be someone who people know their name, whose life has had a difference and made an impact on their life. But I, I want to be known. You know, I, I thought at one point it might be fun to be famous. You know, I could picture myself having my own TV show. And, and I thought that would be really cool because I could, I could change people's lives and, and people would know me, right? And they would wave to me in the airport and they would, I'd walk into a restaurant, they'd be like, oh, it's Shalene. And that seemed like really cool. And I also wanted, I wanted a lot of employees. That seemed like an awesome idea. I mean, I knew my dad had employees and I always thought it was cool when we went to his office and saw all these people working hard on his behalf. And I'm like, wow, here's this you know, building or floor filled with really awesome people working on his dream. And so that seemed like a really great idea. And when I was a young personal trainer and I had clients in this nice, rich neighborhood and I used to drive from my little teeny tiny one bedroom apartment and drive up to the big fancy neighborhood with the big giant custom homes and 
beautifully detailed, sparkling new vehicles, Mercedes and Range Rovers and Audis and BMWs parked in the driveway. And a lot of them had drivers. And I just remember thinking, what do these people do? I don't know. And I don't care. I want to live in one of these houses. These houses, their lives must be so different inside. It must just be so relaxing and so peaceful and 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 you just must wake up every day in a good mood if you live in one of these big, giant houses with these sparkling cars out front and the palm trees. And, and I get back in my little beat-up Jeep and drive back home to my one-bedroom apartment, and I would think to myself, that, that's, that's what I want. I want to live up there on one of those streets. And you know what? I did. I accomplished all those things. People knew my name. I had lots of employees. I had a couple of floors worth of employees. And my husband and I ran this very successful company. And, and we were getting offers to do TV shows and talk shows. And, and I lived like three streets over from that one personal training client that I had just 15 years earlier. And my house was like three times the size of hers. And we had Mercedes and Range Rovers in the driveway. And, and I had all those things that I set out for, like what I thought success looked like. But man, I didn't know what it would feel like, that kind of success. And once we got there, not immediately, but over time, we just realized this is awful. This is hard. This is unbearable. This isn't fun. This is so stressful to have all of these people that I'm responsible for. And I hated going places where people knew my name. Now I now I just really dreaded any time when someone recognized me. I, I just, I wanted to just be myself and not worry about whether I had lip gloss on or if I was smiling or what people might be taking a photo of me. And, and I just felt so unhappy, so empty, and, and Brett did too. And it took us a long time to finally admit that's what was going on because you almost don't feel like you have the right to feel that when you have so much. And I felt really guilty that I wasn't happy. And I kept thinking to myself, you know, if I, if I just accomplish more, well, then I'll be able to chill out and maybe things could change and, and then maybe I would feel happy. But we just realized, and that's why I'm creating today's podcast, is we, we needed to start over. We had to like, all right, let's put on the brakes. No more. Let's erase all of this. Delete, delete, delete. And start over from scratch. And it's a long story. If you've ever gone to one of my live events, you've probably heard it before. The punchline is this, and it's why I created the Smart Success Academy. If you start by creating goals and a definition of success that begins with what you want to feel as opposed to what you want to have, you win. Because any way you cut it, any person I talk to, if I keep asking, why do you want to do that? Or why do you want to have that? Or why is that your goal? Or why is that your definition of success? Ultimately, if I ask enough questions, it always boils down to this one very simple response. Because I want to be happy, and that will make me happy. It's true. Think about any goal that you have for yourself right now. Anything. Your bank account. Your relationship status. Your physical health your weight, your strength, your home, your hobbies, your environment, your spirituality, 
Any goal that you set for yourself, you set that goal because ultimately you think that will make you happier. And that's good. I want you to think about things that are going to make you happy. What I'm asking you to do today in this podcast, in this episode, is to consider what it will take in order for you to achieve that goal and if what it will take is actually going to make you happy. And I want you to think about what it is you'll feel when these things are in place. And what that's going to require is for you to not look at this like a naive 10-year-old in an acting class, but as an adult who's really looking at the pros and cons and really looking at the reality of this. Like if you've set out to be the number one salesperson in your organization and you and your spouse just had a new baby and you've set these crazy, amazing goals for yourself, and that means that you'll never, ever have time to spend with your child, but you'll be the number one salesperson. Woohoo! And they'll bring you a trophy and an engraved Rolex watch and, and your name is going to be on a plaque and at all the meetings, people will talk about how, how you were the one who won salesperson of the decade and you've got this like awesome trophy to put on your mantle and and then you'll be happy right or will you will you be sad that you've missed out on so much of your child's first second third fourth fifth year and here it is the sixth year and and you still weren't salesperson of the decade and so you know i'll just give this one more shot i'll give this one more year and then i'll be salesperson of the decade and so you accomplish that you accomplish that and you go home with a big trophy. What do you feel? Do you feel happy? I don't know. I can't answer that. But you can. And you need to. And the only way to really answer that question is with knowledge. You really need to know what you're going to feel in the process of accomplishing this goal. And then once you accomplish this goal, what will you feel? What will it feel like on a daily basis to be in this new position? And don't just think about the money or the outcome or, or the toys or the things or the things you see on the outside. Think about what it will take and what you will feel. And, and those are the things you need to consider. And the, again, the only way that you will know what really goes into it is with knowledge. An honest and deep understanding of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Not just the sugar-coated, wow, wouldn't this be cool but the what really goes into it. And some of the ugly you don't even know. You don't know, but it's available to you. The information, the answers. There are those who are willing to share their answers. They'll tell you how it happened. They'll tell you how they did it. They'll let you know what sacrifices had to be made. And all you have to do pretty much is Google it. I mean, that's what's so cool about the internet. Anything you need to know, there's someone out there willing to share those answers for you. And most of the time for free. But if you're only looking for the positive, if you're unwilling to actually hear the truth and, and really listen when someone tells you what it took to get there and what it feels like once they were there and, and what went into it and what sacrifices really had to be made, if you're not really willing to look at the ugly, well, then you're really no different from a 10-year-old kid who thinks they want to be famous. God will be willing to look at the ugly side of things or... Or you'll end up exactly where you thought you wanted to be and wonder why you're not happy. All I'm suggesting is that you need all of the details as much as possible. You need to be well-informed before you chase after goals that you don't know what you're going to feel and what you're going to experience in the process of achieving them. The only way I really know to describe this is to just kind of go through some of the thoughts I had 
when I knew we needed to do things differently. And I want you to go through this very same exercise too. So if you're listening to this in your car, no problem. I want you to re-listen to it later. We're at about the 21 minute mark, 22 minute mark maybe. And I want you to go back to this part to use them as an example. And, and all I'm gonna ask you to do is just start by listing things you don't like to feel. And then I want you to list things on paper. This is really important. Don't, just don't do it in your head. Okay, if this is important to you, don't just do it in your head. Write it on paper. Because if you don't write it on paper, we start just doing things without really giving them the power that they deserve. So I'm gonna go through mine and then you're gonna re-listen to this when you have the ability to make some notes in your own handwriting, okay? So here are some things that I knew I didn't like feeling. I don't like feeling as though I can't rest. I don't wanna feel like I can't be myself or that I can't just let my guard down. I hated feeling like someone else was in charge of my agenda or my schedule. I also regretted that there were times when I put too much on my plate and I made sacrifices that affected my own health or my own sleep or, or the health of my family because I was having to follow through or do things for other people. I hate being away from my family. I am unhappy when I don't have the ability, the freedom to change my mind, to change my plans, or to say no because my family needs me or because I'm just not in the mood. That makes me unhappy. I am unfulfilled when I have too many people who feel like they need me and then I feel responsible for their success and I feel responsible for their happiness. And when I have too many people that I feel that way towards, might be my own issue, but it makes me feel really unhappy. I am unhappy when I don't have a set routine. I don't like playing politics. I am not happy when I'm around people who are afraid to do what's right. They're just yes people. I feel overwhelmed when I don't have a certain degree of control over the outcome of a project. Like if I can see the way something could be done, very simple, very easy, and yet I have no ability to control that, that makes me feel overwhelmed and unhappy. I feel helpless when my kids need me or I wanna be with my family and I can't because I have another commitment. Those are the things I hated feeling. So that's important because in my next podcast, we're gonna talk about goal setting based on these things. And what you'll do is you're gonna set some goals for yourself and you're gonna look at this list of things you don't wanna feel and you're gonna have to know what goes into those goals and you're gonna have to push it against this measure and say, is it gonna make me feel one of these things I don't like to feel, right? And to what degree? And here are the things I did want to feel. Here's, here's what I set my new goals based on. These are things I want to feel. I want to feel connected to my partner. I want my partner to feel not like they're supporting me, but like he's with me, like this is ours and we are together holding hands, walking down the same path. When it comes to my energy, I wanna feel recharged. That means I need to spend or have enough time to spend by myself, sufficient, alone time not with tons of people around me. I wanna feel energized, so that means I need enough time by myself in order to really give to people when I am with other people. I knew that when it came to my free time, I wanted to actually feel like I could enjoy it, that I could enjoy my family. I wanted my family to feel as though they came first, period, end of subject. 
Not by my words, but by my actions. I was there. I'm always there. They're always seeing me. They're always feeling my presence, actually feeling that I'm present. I wanted to think about my finances and realize I had enough and I don't need more. This is enough. I never wanted to feel again like I had to chase more because I thought this might run out. I just wanted to feel like it was enough. I wanted each day when I woke up to think about what was ahead of me that day and be like so stoked and so excited and and in a good mood about what I was about to do. I wanted to wake up each day and be excited about the amount of time that I got to spend working and just doing fun stuff. I wanted to think about vacations and hobbies and downtime as something I was looking forward to as opposed to something I was dreading or felt guilty about because there was so much more work I needed to do. I want my children to feel safe and happy and secure and to know that they're the most important thing in the world to me, not because of my words, but because of my actions. I wanted to feel closer to God. I wanted to be able to pray and not have guilty feelings that I shouldn't be doing that, that I should be working on my to-do list or I should be Um, planning out everybody else's activities for the office. I I really wanted to connect to God on a deeper level and, and feel calm about that. I wanted to feel important to people, but important to them in their journey and not responsible for their journey. I want to help people and feel significant, but I don't want people to necessarily feel like they need me to do it for them or that I needed to carry them. I just wanted to feel like I was a trusted friend, but not someone that people looked at as like this far off in the distance, bigger than life person. I I just want to feel like somebody's friend, someone who's there to encourage and to share information and to support them. But I didn't like the way fame felt, even though I had just like the tiniest, teeniest little taste of it. And I guess there are times when I still feel that pull like when I'm in certain environments and people do recognize me or know my name and that's that's okay that's enough that's just but that's just enough and I don't want any more because I want to be able to just be me I want to just be able to let my guard down and enjoy my life that's what I want to feel I want to feel peace I want to feel calm I want to feel enough I don't want to feel like I have to compare myself to anyone else I want to feel like this is the right life and I'm doing the right things by the right people. And I want to feel completely unfazed if I've made people angry or mad or disappointed if they're not important people to me. I can't worry about those people. And I wanted to feel unaffected by that. And I wanted to feel in touch with my children's feelings and my family's And I wanted the ability to make decisions that I knew was in their best interest so I wouldn't have to worry if I had disappointed them. That's what I wanted to feel. What about you? What do you never want to feel again? What do you hate right now? What do you wish it could go away, even if it seems like impossible? It just seems like a fairy tale right now. Don't think of it as like it's inevitable or a reality you can't escape. Just pretend right now you have a magic wand. And when you do this assignment, I want you to write down all the things you never want to feel again. I never want to feel this. Then on a separate piece of paper, I want you to write everything you would love to feel, even if it seems like a fantasy. That's step one. Step two, in just a few days. 
Thank you so much for subscribing to The Shalene Show. By the way, for those of you who do have aspirations to build your own brand, build your own business, to, to create passive income that, quite frankly, has allowed me to feel all of these things that I desired feeling, I strongly encourage you to subscribe to my other podcast. It's called Build Your Tribe. And that's what we do. We talk about how to build passive income, how to live this crazy, ridiculous, amazing, fun-filled life that's allowed me to feel all these things that I feel, which not too many years ago seemed absolutely like a fantasy, like not even in the realm of reality, but it is possible. So I'm going to encourage you to subscribe to that podcast. Again, it's Build Your Tribe. And in the meantime, thank you so much for all of you who shared my podcasts recently, the ones we did on how to deal with negative people, what to do if it feels like your family isn't supporting you in your new endeavors. And then, of course, the one that was like so crazy popular, and that was the episode we did on cellulite. Kind of crazy. If you haven't already, I would love it if you wrote me a review. It really does help the show. You can do that by going back to iTunes and just tell us what you think about the show. Let people reading know what they can expect to walk away from after listening to The Shalene Show. Lifers, you are thebomb.com and I love you. This episode has been sponsored by CourageousConfidenceClub.com. It's a club that I've created specifically to help people who struggle with confidence and insecurities and social settings and, and just standing up for themselves, being yourself and feeling good about it. All of us could benefit from having more confidence. I'd love for you to just experience a taste of it. So please be my guest by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips. Now, if you don't feel like writing that web address down or remembering to go there later, all you have to do is while you're listening from your phone, send me a text message. The number is 949-565-4337. And that is for US residents. Then just send me the word confidence and I will send you access to this video. This video will help you to eliminate self-doubt and just feel more confident in any situation, whether it's work or personal or just your social interactions. Every one of us can benefit from having more confidence. There you'll submit your email address and I will immediately send to your inbox my latest training video where I teach you step-by-step step how to feel more confident in just about any social setting. I think you'll find this incredibly useful, whether it's business or personal or just in your everyday interactions. Confidence is something that makes life easier. It helps you to raise more confident, self-efficient children. It allows us to speak our mind, to stand up for ourselves, to do the things that otherwise we are paralyzed by fear and we just allow our own thoughts to stop us. By learning how to overcome self-doubt and fear of success, you can become that confident person that others are attracted to. The person you wanna be, the person you deserve to be, the person you know is inside of you. So thank you for checking out my free tools by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips.